Have you ever lifted a piece of furniture and found the carpet underneath looks brand new while the rest of it looks, well, not brand new? That's when you realize you need new carpeting. At The Home Depot, we have a wide selection of all the top brands. Best of all, we'll install it for you. And even better than best of all, we install it free. So all you need to do is choose from our hundreds of styles and colors. Start your installation today at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Minimum purchase of $4.99. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. See store for details. everybody welcome back to the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast this is jay scott leading you through another episode leading you through part three of the 50 for 50 richie Cotton album review it's been a journey as we have listened to this album over the past few days enjoying it absorbing it doing what we do Big fans of Richie Kotzen and, you know, completely satisfied with the the journey that he has presented us, the 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 music that he's given us. I'd like to welcome back Crash Crafton, who's been with us with the first two episodes and will be with us for all three. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just just enjoying the voyage that we're on. This fifty for fifty. Yeah, it really is, man. You know, I think if you really want to look at it on both ends, you know, the recording, the production of this, and then on the other side, the fan receiving it and absorbing it, I think this is a perfect example of a 50-50 relationship between the artist and the fan. The artist, who is Richie Cotton, has put out an album, a three, a triple album, you might as well call it, and 50 songs to celebrate his 50th birthday of songs that were either just ideas or songs that he was unable to finish. And he has made them into incredible, incredible songs, and it's a beautiful piece of work. It is an epic masterpiece, dare I say, because there really is not one week track on this album. There might be songs that I haven't connected with yet, but that doesn't mean that they're bad songs or they're not well done. It's just that they haven't reached me. What do you think, Crash? I couldn't say it any better. Um, yeah, there's not any filler, I guess you would say. There's only been a couple songs that you know, like you said, didn't really hit me, connect with me. There's been, you know, just a couple, but they weren't bad songs. They're all very, very good. It's not like it was just a bunch of B-sides laying around that not very good. I mean, this is all quality, quality stuff. 
Yeah. And on the other side, you know, with, with my point about this being a 50-50 relationship, I mean, this really is a commitment on, on both sides. Richie opened up the vaults. He claims that there's more music, too, on a, on a recent interview, which is just mind-boggling. But, you know, he, he put together all these songs. He arranged them in what he felt was what he heard, right? I mean, you know, the artist has the melody, the hook inside his head, and they want to match what they hear. The fan takes the music that the artist has given them, absorbs it, listens to it, and decides if it connects with them. Now, I'm only speaking for myself, but a lot of this stuff connected with me right away. Maybe it was because I was craving new Richie music. I mean, he's only given us three songs over the past year. But I also know that if the quality of work was not what I wanted or not what I had anticipated, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast episode. We probably wouldn't be on part three spending three hours telling you our thoughts on this album. That's true. It's true. Yeah, the, I agree. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the final episode, episode three of the review of 50 for 50 by Richie Cotton. This is disc three. And let's start with the first song, Play the Field, which gives us a great groove. It's the first track. I think all first you know tracks on each disc are very strong and this really merges well with the next song wide open which gives us the really only one two punch on the three and i don't mean that in a bad way because we've said that all the songs are kind of their own different entity where i think these two songs merge very well with each other yeah they're yeah it's a nice one two punch and just getting back to the first track, did I hear cowbell? I think yeah. I heard cowbell. Yeah, I heard cowbell, and I heard a lot of other stuff going on too. There's, yeah. I, I, I need to read the liner notes on this album. I can't wait for my physical copy to come in the mail, and I can't wait to just dive into that and to see what all happened on this record in terms of the production. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Hopefully it'll, I mean, I'd be over the moon if Richie did like a track by track of, you know, what all was played and all that on each, each tune. That would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, cause it, it, we might be hearing something we think's one thing and it's totally different. Yeah. That's the interesting part because I don't know if fans understand, appreciate what an undertaking this is for an artist to to do. You know, he's creating songs that were ideas, were riffs, were unfinished, were not ready, you know, were not, you know, in the oven long enough maybe. Maybe he was didn't find it connecting with him. And to record a song or record an album with 50 songs and... To, to, to record an album with just 10 songs, right? That's pretty much the norm, 10, 11, 12, sometimes more. Damn. You, I mean, that's, that's, 
that's a project that that's bringing everybody together and you know band or an artist or musicians and getting in a room writing music and all that stuff this is 50 and i would love to know what and how he managed to do this physically with his voice how long were the sessions did this go on for you know how however many months or weeks or whatever because this is not easy to do people it's not and to have the material as we mentioned through the first two episodes and now this one to have that material be as good as it is it's it's remarkable it really is yeah yeah one album is no easy undertaking let alone three 50 songs to be a fly on the wall during the making of this would have just been spectacular but we got what we got that's awesome yeah and before i forget you know thank you richie Conson, for doing this i mean this is really fulfilling my anticipation you know whatever whatever i expected it to be it's beyond my expectations it really is a great album hey you know we are richie Conson fans and we're not going to, to deny that, but we also are music fans that don't like to BS. So if it wasn't good, we either wouldn't review it or we'd tell you it wasn't good. So play the field, play the field wide open, good one-two punch, great guitar work, great groove on both songs. Wide open it has a killer chorus on it. It reminds me... It just has a, a killer, you know, high register chorus that's just amazing. Uh, really love the tune, love the guitar work on it. Just an awesome, awesome song. Yeah, and the thing that really stuck out with me on this is his drumming. I mean, he just seems to be killing him. You know, there's a little extra attitude, you know, in his playing on the drums. It's just you know, and I'm usually not one to, you know, catch the drumming, but, you know, he's killing it here. We've talked about his singing, and we've talked about his guitar playing, and, you know, the multi, multiple instruments that he's played on this album. We really haven't touched on how good his drumming is on this record. It's it's really, really, really good. Um, yeah. You know, he really nails it a lot. In a lot, in a lot of these songs, has a really good pocket, has a really good groove going. Yeah, there's a lot of groove on these fifty songs. Moving on to "Dark Places," which is a song that he sings in a lower register, different approach vocally on this. Um, you know, have more of the funky vibe to it. Uh, another song that goes well with the first two. Songs on the on the third disc. It really is a great song. Really sets up the rest of the record very well too. These first three songs really pull you in. Yeah, I agree, and I think uh, those who like to focus in on his guitar playing are really going to enjoy the solo on this one. Yeah, it does. It has an amazing solo on it. His tone throughout this whole album. Uh, you know, it, it is the Richie sound, 
But there's also some other things going on to, with it as well. I mean, I think there's a little bit of experimenting with the guitar tone. You know, sometimes some things do sound a little different and not the norm in terms of Richie Cotton. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but it does feel that way to me. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different flavors to the tone. It, you know, definitely. Um, I think the uh, next track is a prime example of that as far as guitar tone. It's a little bit more bluesy, um, kind of has a southern feel to it. That's the song Miss My Girl, and Crash, that's a great point. That's a really good song, really good tone of uh, on the guitar. It's one of my favorites, if not my my favorite on the third disc. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably say Wide Open and Miss My Girl. And as we go, there's a couple other ones that are really strong and really connect with me. But I really like the song Miss My Girl a lot. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a good song. The next one is My Circles, which really connected with me uh, in a personal way. I love the theme of this song and love the the approach when i was younger i moved out to california for a bit and i used to do a lot of things with my uncle my uncle would take me around and uh we'd go to the beach or we'd you know go do different things i remember i saw the space shuttle land out in palmdale did a lot of things with my uncle became very close with my uncle during that time when i was out there and I remember we were walking one time and he had talked, he had told me about the circles of life and how, you know, when you're in high school, because this was right after high school, you are used to the only circle of life that you know, the one that you have had in high school. You know, I mean, it's this pretty much the same group of friends that you're hanging out with. You see each other all the time, you do things with each other all the time. And you really don't know what life is outside of that circle. And then you graduate high school. You start going in different places. Everybody goes in different directions. Everybody finds a new circle to be a part of. And it really is the evolution of who you are. The more circles that you are a part of, the more you'll evolve. The more you'll see things differently. The more you'll have different experiences And it's really important as you grow through life or as anybody grows through life to be a part of as many different circles of life as you can. Because you, like I said, deal with different people, you deal with different circumstances, and you keep growing. And how that relates to this song is about him. I think this song is almost a biography of him evolving as a person, evolving as a man, and evolving as an artist. And I really connected with this song right away with the lyrics. Um, that's a, that's an interesting take. Um, I can see that. And then from my point of view and how I heard it, I can see all of what you brought up. And then I kind of took from, you know, whether it's autobiographical or he's, singing of a situation he's witnessed, you know, with somebody around him or he's making it up, which he's done before, you know, makes up scenarios. It also seems like, I guess, and maybe in moving on 
from an unhealthy relationship or friendship, not a relationship, but you know, like an unhealthy friendship, you know, situation that the person was in and changing his way and his you know point of view and, you know, gaining new friends and different perspectives. That's kind of what I took to it. And I really, um, related to it with the situations that I've had in my life over the last four years with my health issues, because I had some really, really, really close people like that were like best friends drop out of my life like flies for whatever reason. Uh, some of them, I haven't even got an explanation why, but it seemed like, you know, when a person was down, like, you know, actually she was my best female friend in the world. I was in, when I got put in ICU the first time and she never called, she never texted, she never come by. And I ain't heard from her since. Yeah. I mean, you figure out pe- who people really are when, you know, you need them. And, yeah. and, uh, I do see that theme in this song too. I think there's a lot of different layers with this song, I think it's is one of his best written songs on this album, in potentially over the last few years. I really like the approach, and I really like what he did with this. Yeah, it's yeah. It, this one hit me. This one, you know, got me right in the feelers. You know, is the best way I can put it. But you know, on a happier note, did you uh, happen to feel a little Eddie Van Halen tone? coming through on the guitar playing i did i did and that you know that's another theme you know that we just i just mentioned is the guitar tone i mean it's there's a lot of different things i mean when you think of stick the knife the first song that started this journey with that guitar intro and how the 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 journey of him as a guitar player on this album is unlike anything he's ever done because it's so different Every song, I mean, there are similar songs with his tone. Let's let's not let's not you know say that everything is different because there's not. There's definitely the Richie sound comes through on the majority of the songs, but he's doing a lot of different things. He's doing a lot of different types of scales that maybe he's never done or maybe he hasn't done in a while, and putting a little bit of a different flavor on it. Uh, I think there's some different, you know, um, I think his tone or his playing sounds a little different in some songs where he's maybe playing a little differently. It's just very interesting just to see. And I think I mentioned this in the first episode, how we've talked about Richie evolving as an artist. It's almost like he's evolving while this album is going on while we're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And I think that's a really interesting part of this record is when he was selecting the songs to put on this album or he was naming them or he was finishing them from the initial idea or the demo or whatever he had with the song, I wonder if he chose them because of the way he saw himself evolving through each piece of music on this. It's an interesting question that I would love to ask him. Yeah, that would be, it'd be cool to get into his headspace. 
so to speak, and see where he was coming from and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting, you know, with all the different tones and feels and everything. It's like, you know, it's like going into a Baskin Robbins, you know, instead of 31 flavors, there's well more than 50 here, you know. Mm-hmm. it's There's so much to choose from, you know, and so many different moods and vibes. It's, it's, I can't, you know, sing its praises enough. Yeah. Moving on to Edge of the Earth, another beautiful song. Uh, I really like what he did here. Uh, you know, once again, it's the approach is a little different than what he did prior. I mean, when you're listening to My Circles and you go to Edge of the Earth, you're not expecting, you know, this type of song. The acoustic guitar in this is absolutely amazing. Uh, I will second that motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he really shines on it. And that's, I think that's one thing that maybe we don't really see enough of Richie play is the acoustic guitar. I mean, he's got his Telecaster uh, that, he, that he primarily uses. There's not a lot of songs that are acoustic-based in, in terms of what he plays. Right. He's he's done a few here or there on past albums, uh, you know, like he you know, did them reimagining of certain songs on that uh essential Richie Cotson collection that was put out in what, two thousand fourteen? I could be wrong on that. And then back in two thousand four he had that acoustic cuts album that that's came true. out. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. But other than that, you know, You'll hear acoustic throughout his playing, you know, each album. I mean, maybe it's a just a flavoring in a song or whatever. I can think of, you know, his acoustic version of Shine on the Change album. and There's been a few more along the way, but, you know, it's always nice to hear because he's an excellent, excellent, you know, acoustic player. There's acoustic portions on the first disc there, Devil's Hand, mm-hmm. which was the first video that came out yes. today. So the, the the acoustic work on this song is just absolutely gorgeous. The next song is Mountains, uh, a very R&B flair to it. Uh, I know you really enjoyed this song. I did too. Yes, I have to agree. And I'm not sure, maybe it's just the way it's mixed and what instrumentation is used on it, but it almost sounds like he has an orchestra section on it. Yeah, like I said, I really want to see what's going on with the production on each song. You know, unfortunately, we don't have that in front of us right now, but I hope to at some point read what went into all this because how many times have we talked about over these three discs, this triple album? Was that this year or was did you hear that? And, you know, did he play all this stuff? Did he have any guests on any of it? Uh, you know, the background vocals on some of the songs. I feel like I hear some familiar voices. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I'd really like to just find out what all went into it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out. But Mountains, I know, really connected with you. It's a, it's a remarkable song and one of the better. I shouldn't say one of the better because they're all good, but I would probably put this as in one of you know at the top of my list for my favorite songs 
on this album? I'm in the same boat. It's it's one of my favorites on this disc three. It's a, just a beautiful song. You know, it's got a nice groove to it, and you can almost, you know, dance with your significant other to it. Oh, you know, Romantic Crash is on its way back. Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> How the candles? You got any candles lit where you're at? Nope, no candles, no candles. No Don't candles. want to burn my house down. I was uh, at a Super Bowl party on Sunday at my friend's house, and I walked in, and the main level of the house smelled like a bottle of Jakar cologne. And I went to my buddy. I'm like, dude, why does your house smell like Jakar? I feel like I'm at a club and back in my 20s, you know, with everybody over cologne. He's like, well, I like, <laughs> I, I, I like candles. I'm like, do you have a candle called Jakar? He's like, no, uh, I forget what the name of the, the, the candle was. I'm like, dude, do you smell that? You know, I just, I just picture the old dance clubs from like the mid nineties, you know, where everybody's got their, all their cologne, whether it was Jakar or I think the other one was colors was pretty popular back then. And, um, uh, just, you know, different Calvin Klein or whatever it was, but yeah, when I walked in and then you now with the, the romance, romantic crash (laughs) and being all in the candles and, you know, rose petals and all that stuff. It, 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 that's why I kind of tie it in because I, I, I do see candles in your future crash at some point. Hey, keep this up. I'm going to have to get you a Valentine's day gift. Well, you know, um, <laughs> you, you know, listen, Cupid's on the alert for crash crafting out there, folks. He's looking for him. Crash has been in hiding. He doesn't want to get Cupid, but, it's it's bound to happen at some point. I'm a big enough target. He shouldn't miss me. I mean, well, that's why I don't go out of the house without a shirt because it's always hunting season here in Kansas. Well, you know, when you when you think about you know a potential Mrs. Crafton, and you know, with with all this romance going on with you, Crash, and with the new Richie Cotton album coming out with a lot of romantic songs and and some some very suave melodies that you can put your moves on i think there's a lot of potential with with what's going on over there in 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 kansas with crash yeah the shit's getting deep in here buddy (laughs) (laughs) well keep on keeping on man yep maybe for the next album review we'll do a collection or do like the Barbara Streisand collection, or maybe a little bit of Marvin Gaye. We'll do Crash Crafton's top ten romantic songs. I like that topic. That would be great. The next song is <laughs> is uh, Decree, which really brings the funk on the third disc. What a great song! Great guitar work. Uh, and again, another approach, similar approaches from you know the first and second disc, but nonetheless, a really great song. Yeah, this one flat thumps. Yeah. I mean it's turn it up. Here you're gonna you know, you're gonna rattle some cavities loose. Let's continue with the song Same Old Town, which another great groove, 
I love the point of view of this song again how the same town you grow up in can be different as you grow as you grow as a person you may lose connections with people that you were friends with now they're different it's the same old town but the people are different um, I just love the approach and I love the the way he he wrote on the songs the lyrics are incredible yeah this is another one of my favorites and I'm, it's not similar to it but this kind of feels like The Road Part 2 from Wilson Hawk oh yeah yeah now it's just has the same spirit I guess you could say you know it doesn't sound the same the lyrics don't sound the same but kind of the same spirit and once again as we did on the first disc whenever the album Wilson Hawk is mentioned we offer our plea to Richie Kotzen to release this as a physical copy either a special edition tour only CD or a limited run that he puts on the Richie Kotzen website so you mentioned Wilson Hawk we have to mention it and we have to beg and ask Richie to release a physical copy of that album please 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 so just kind of reviewing back towards or reviewing the the first nine songs from this album um play the field wide open great one two punch dark places uh, you'll be happy with the guitar work on that song lower register presentation of the vocals Miss My Girl, great groove, great guitar tones, uh, a great guitar tone on the album. One of my favorites, My Circles, a song I really connected with, and so did Crash. Uh, one of the most well-written songs on this album. Edge of the Earth, beautiful acoustic presentation by Richie. Mountains, great R&B flair, beautiful song as well. Decree really thumps with the funk. And same old town, a great approach and a great approach and just a wonderful lyrics and a wonderful connection that I had with that song. Moving on. Thank you. Moving on to the final eight of the 50 for 50 album. We go with She's the Man. And this song is all about vibe. It's all about just feeling it because you don't know if this is going to be an instrumental because you the, 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 the lyrics don't kick in for a while. So when I started listening yeah, to this... Well, a minute into it. Yeah, and I was like, is this, is this an instrumental? Because I, I know he had two on disc two, um, so I was surprised that he had another one, but it's not. And it's got an awesome groove, just a really funky R&B soulful groove that just kind of just keeps driving the whole song. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, the tone on it, the guitar tone, is just really, I don't know why I can't think of the adjective or whatever to describe it. It's just really good. But then this, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but as sparse as the lyrics are to the song, 
I almost feel that it would have been better left as an instrumental. And I'm usually not a big fan of instrumentals, but this one, it's a good song, even with the lyrics that are in it. But I think it would be just a notch better if it would have been left as an instrumental. But it's just my view. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Because it was, I felt it was going to be an instrumental, and I like what he did with with you know the the lyrics and in you know the role they play in the song, but. I'd be fine either way, you know, if it stayed at the same or if he made it an instrumental. I think it's just got a great vibe and a great groove to it. That it does. Brother, Brother is the next song, very soulful song, very uh, Stevie Wonder-esque. I know we mentioned that influence in the two previous episodes, but you really pick it up here in Brother, Brother, and it's got an amazing, amazing guitar solo. The guitar work on yeah. this song is just incredible. Yeah, um, it's it's another groove laden song, and the uh, the message I kind of got from the lyrics, and I could be way off, is really has kind of a "don't fuck with me" vibe. You know, it sounds like somebody's pissed off and tired of being locked on and you know just like quit fucking with me don't fuck with me you know or you're gonna regret it interesting yeah i i um i can see that with the with the words and the lyrics of the song and um you know when i first saw the song title i immediately went to what's going on by marvin Gaye. you know and yeah uh it 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 it's not lost on you or I that it's a very soulful song like a Marvin Gaye song too, but it has that element in there that, but the guitar, that's just, he just wails on this, on this song too. That he does. The next song is the third instrumental on 50 for 50. And that's called July 14th. And I don't know the significance of the date, but uh, nevertheless, it's pure Cotton doing what he does best, funky, soul, R&B, rock, all wrapped into one, and it's got a great presentation and uh, great instrumental. Yeah, wonderful instrumental. And I think um, the bass, his bass playing is the star of this one. He's really locked in the groove on this one. Yeah, yeah, he is. Interesting to to see again who who if he if he was the bass player or if he wasn't. I mean, he's a phenomenal bass player as well. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But um, I know in a, in another interview he mentioned that there were some friends that played on this album. So I'm curious as to what songs and what friends made appearances and. Hopefully someday or at some point he does tell us who's on this record if it's not in the liner notes of the album. Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out. The next song is Confession, which is a blues ballad, a dirty blues ballad. I really love, love this song on the album. It's just dirty and it just, man, it just rocks. It just, it's got that that 
bluesy ballad feel to it, but it's got like this urge to come out and be something else, and it doesn't. And it just that that tension in the song is just awesome. Yeah, the solo really puts it over the top. Yeah, again, phenomenal guitar playing as well. I mean, he just nails it on this song. That he does. The next song features the organ, which I was surprised, another instrument that we weren't expecting, which is Hide From Me. Gives us that funky groove, uh, bright guitar tone, and organ music so i uh was well, it was it was awesome i mean the, the approach on it was great i mean he really we talked in the last episode about the vintage vibe piano that he had and and here he's using an organ and it really sells the song it really it really puts it all together yeah i'm it's either it's got to be an organ i was hearing a Wurlitzer because i can't remember he did an instruction DVD in Japan back in the early 2000s around the slow album called High Tech Rock Guitar and he gives a tour of his home studio in it and he has an electric Wurlitzer in there and it's this to me sounds like when he you know played a few licks on that Wurlitzer in his home studio whether it's the same one I don't know but I definitely got a Wurlitzer vibe off of it but it could be an organ I got to get my physical copy because I got to look at all this stuff. I don't know if he breaks it down or if he has it, you know, in, in, in the notes or in the liner notes for, for what song had what. I hope it does because I think it's really interesting part of this of this album. Yeah. The, there's, yeah, there's a lot of instrument, different instruments and textures and throughout. Yeah, so much going all on. All 50 tracks. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too, where we've we've this album's only just been released so it's it's the there's the newness of it right and you know we're all trying to absorb it crash and i are trying to you know figure it out the fans are trying to absorb it this just came out on monday there's so much going on in the undertones of the song i should you know i like to say you know like there's underneath the surface there's so many things going on and i just want to go back and Put some a good pair of headphones on, and just listen to what's going on in the background. Yeah, it's almost like there's a song within a song, and some of these, you know. Yeah, very much so. But yeah, dang, I'm gonna have to go get some headphones. Yeah, right. <laughs> the next song is "Let It Slide," uh, a beautiful song, a uh, very R and B soulful song. Um, you know, we, we mentioned that a lot in this album. I mean, this is really where Richie, I feel, has become the most comfortable as an artist. This is where he's evolved to on present day, and he shines on this song. He really has mastered and figured out how to merge all those influences he, that he has, you know, whether it's that Philly soul you know, because he grew up around Philadelphia and the R&B influences, you know, of Sly and the Family Stone and Stevie Wonder and Prince and Terrence Trent Darby, all that wrapped in. And then you have, you know, the guitar, too, as well, and his rock roots that also come out. Uh, the only person that I could really think of that 
could do both uh, like Richie is Prince. That's the only person that I feel that we can compare him to because of what he can do from song to song. Yeah, they're definitely in a class by themselves. You know, musicians, excuse me, musicianship wise. Yeah, they're just, uh, I, I, he really kind of feeds off that. And um, I think as he's grown over the last five, six albums, seven albums maybe, uh, you really see him getting more and more comfortable on each album with sharing those influences in his music. Yeah, and you know, harking back to the the whole keys thing, I think we're getting the vintage vibe on this track. Yeah. Yeah. The that beautiful red vintage vibe. Yeah. I, I every time I you know we we talk about the vintage vibe, I think about that video that he did in his house with just him playing the piano for Regret, which is a winery dog yeah. song, and at the end with him and Julia having their back Zoom and in. forth. <laughs> no, you're fucking not. I hope that stuff comes back. He hasn't done stuff like that in a while. I know I mentioned it uh, yesterday in part two, but if you're not familiar with Richie's humor and some of the stuff that he does with his wife or with his bandmates, you know, even sometimes even with his daughter, uh, it is it is awesome. It's in a class all by itself, and I really appreciate it because there's not a lot of musicians that will do stuff like that. They will put themselves out there and look to make people laugh and share their humor. Yeah. He's definitely got a honorary streak in him, I guess you could say, with his humor. Yeah. The next song is Breaking Off. Again, very soulful, very R&B. Um, you know, a common theme here throughout this record. Uh, but just, you know, as the as the album winds down, you know, you look at, you know, Hide From Me, Let It Slide, Breaking Off, very funky, very R&B, very soulful, Stevie Wonder, Sly and the Family Stone, all those influences are coming out. Yeah. Um, the thing I really love about this song, besides the lyrics, which I'll get to, is the breakdown section. It sounds like a choir of Richie Cotton's vocally. Yeah, that was magnificent, wasn't it? Yeah. That, uh, that was one where I backed it up and turned the volume up a little bit louder. I mean, it was just layers upon layers of, you know, an, a choir, I guess you could say, of Richie Gotham. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, or really is, I should say. The final song, again, uh, I'm sorry, the final song is This House. And a, a moving song and, and something, or it, it's a song that can be interpreted a lot of different ways depending on who the listener is. But it's a common theme with all three discs to have the song that ends each disc to be something different that's unlike the rest of the songs that came before it. You know, we mentioned Innocuous um, and, and Part 1. 
what was the song for? I can't. I'm drawing. Is it "I Am the Clown"? Yes. And then you have "I Am the Clown" on disc two, and you have this house finalizing the third and final disc. And I just had a thought in my head. I wonder if there's a connection with those three songs if they're played back to back. That's interesting. I'm gonna check that. I out. hadn't thought of that. Yeah, because they put those on a, their own little playlist. And because if you if you notice about those three songs, they're the final song on each of the discs that make up the triple album, and they're all all those songs have one thing in common, where they're they're just different than anything. There's no R and B in it. There's no funk. There's it's just it's just different and, and the songs are all very eerie. You know, we mentioned yep. you know, we mentioned innocuous just having this this eerie tone to it. it. Just so so moving and so different. We have I Am the Clown, which gives us like that back feel to his guitar playing. You know, we mentioned people get ready. Um, but there's a lot going on with the lyrics on that song. And then this house um, just has this the way I interpreted it as loneliness, as the house that was built to have happiness in it doesn't. It's not. It's barren. You know, it's like this. You know, I I I I just feel like the house has no, or the or the good memories of a house has faded into tension emptiness yeah emptiness and it's just i i i want to listen to all three of those songs back to back to see if there's some sort of correlation with it because i think i think that might be interesting because they're so different than anything on the album yeah this one's really i mean really i can't stress really enough haunting i mean it gave me goosebumps yeah it really is um it's like you know, it's like this. How do I put it? Um, this song and the other two that I've mentioned are like this completely different session or completely different approach that is separated from all the other songs, and that's really unique that he did that. It's, it's, it's almost like it's those three songs are like painted by a different painter. You know, if you're thinking about art, like he had to find something within himself to share these different songs. And maybe it was him just striving to be different and striving to, find something that is completely irrelevant to the rest of the music on these albums. And he succeeded in doing that. Yeah. You know, and another thing, you know, there's, there's no similarity between this and breaking off other than the uh, subject matter or the results of the subject matter. But, you know, with breaking off and this house. Yeah. You know, I think I think this house could kind of 
like if you're writing a book, this house would be in the middle, you know, a middle chapter within breaking off, you know, because, you know, things are okay. Things start getting miserable and then everything just, it feels empty, you know, with this house and then breaking off is, you know, getting out of the house or kicking the other one out of the house, you know, but that's just kind of the vibe I got, you know, I know I use that word a lot, but it just felt like a book in this house was middle chapter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would, I'm curious to know when some of these songs were written or when some of these lyrics were written and if he did anything to change them, you know, maybe, you know, did, did he keep them the way they were to show people or show himself what his, you know, his what was going on in his head? Did he change some things because he no longer feels that way? Did he, did he or did he leave them alone because he was feeling that way at a certain time and maybe he just wanted to convey the evolution of him or where he was at a certain point? Or the situation yeah. that he was witnessing with other people. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, just an interesting perspective, once again, from Richie. Um, he doesn't really get the credit he deserves on his lyrics that he writes because he does write some tremendous words to his music. And as we mentioned about his drumming, you can also say the same thing about his lyrics and his writing style that is um, is just as good as all the things we men- mentioned about him being a multi-instrumentalist. Well-rounded and excels, right? you know. I, I can't think of anything, you know, I've heard him play that is 99% better than most of the crap year on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are completed here. We have finished up the third disc of the triple album 5450 uh just once again to recap the song titles for the third disc play the field wide open dark places miss my girl my circles edge of the earth mountains decree same old town she's the man brother brother july 14th confession hide from me let it slide breaking off and this house Uh, once again all three discs are incredible one of my followers I, i i can't remember who it was at this point but one of my followers mentioned how some bands some artists struggle to put out 10 great songs that make up an album and here is richie Kotzen putting out 50 that are just incredible and it's a testament to him and his talents. And for us fans, we're lucky to be a fan of an artist like Richie Cotton. He's going to be touring, you know, whether you're listening in the States, in North America somewhere, or you're overseas in South America or Europe. Uh, I know he will be touring. And if you've never seen him before, I highly recommend it. It's an amazing show. It's, you know, it's a night of music, a night of great performance. And 
all those big tours that are getting announced. I mean, we just saw Guns N' Roses today announce their big tour. You've got the stadium tour, Black Crows. I think someone else, Sammy Hagar, just announced a tour with, what was it, uh, Night Ranger and... Oh, oh Night Ranger, Sammy Hagar, and Whitesnake. Yeah, yeah. And those are all great bands, but I guarantee you if you go see Richie and spend anywhere from 25 to 50 bucks a ticket in a small club where you're not watching giant screens, you will enjoy yourself 100% more than any of those shows. Amen and testify. Well, Crash, any final thoughts from you on this epic release? Um, epic. Yeah, definitely epic. It's, it's a journey. It's, I mean, there's a lot to absorb. Like we've said before, um, it's a journey. There's a lot of twists and turns and moods and feels and vibes and a lot of great playing guitars, bass, drums, various keys, maybe some chimes, maybe some cowbell. Um, like we've said, or I've said, you know, it's been a, you know, I've been a fan for 30 years, you know, and, you know, just when I think he topped himself, then he goes and puts us out. And, you know, I think back 30 years ago, and if I was still in contact with my ex-brother-in-law, I would thank him for giving me the cassette of Richie's album, Fever Dream, you know, because that's, that's where I started, you know. Without that, you know, I, other than him joining the Dirty Word Band, I may never have known of him, you know, but he gave me Fever Dream and something in it caught my ear as a 11, 12-year-old. And here I am 30 years later and to see the progression from Fever Dream, if you want to back up and go with the first shrapnel record being the whole instrumental. But for me, it started at Fever Dream till now. It's just, it's been an amazing journey, you know, and I can't think, and I haven't thanked Richie enough, you know, for bringing me on this journey as far as being a fan. It's, it's been awesome. And we will let Crash have the final word on Richie Cotton. Once again, this has been a pleasure to review this album for all of you, and I hope if you've never listened to Richie before, this is a great introduction album. You know, you got 50 songs and you can really get a feel from, from him who the artist is. But thanks again, Crash. Thank you all for listening. This is Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. And as I always say, we will talk again soon. Take care. <laughs> It's time to roll out the red carpet for, well, new carpet. Right now at the Home Depot. Choose from hundreds of styles and colors from top brands. Plus, get free installation. So whether you want to brighten up your bedroom 
add a little more cushion to your living room, or yes, add some VIP flair to your hallway. You can get the perfect carpet to match your mood with free installation from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Minimum purchase of $4.99. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. See store for details. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.